You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. Surprise, surprise. It's a bonus episode, right? I, I don't know why I always say bonus episode because actually, I guess it is because we technically only do one episode a week, right, there, yeah. And then every once yeah. in a while, we throw like a second one in there. Yeah, once in a while, we'll, get, we'll have time and we'll do a second one. It's usually more so, it seems like, in the summer that we have more time. but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, sometimes you do find that extra time. And, yeah, it's just that extra excuse for us to talk to each other about, you know, fantasy football. Because that's all we essentially talk about. So I'm just like, all right, let's just record it anyway. But, yeah, but the playoffs are in full force there. And there's only been one game. And it was mm-hmm. Thursday night football. Some takeaways? Um. I mean, I still think that Brock Purdy stinks. I don't know that Greg doesn't want to hear it, but I mean, he's he's fine. You know, like he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't stink, but he's he's fine. Like he's. How do you think Trey Lance feels? I mean, I'm sure he sees that guy out there, and he's like, "Man, I wish I didn't get hurt because I could easily be doing this shit." But he's like, be- like Brock Purdy has easily became like the biggest. Like even Emily's like, "Oh, is that the Mister Irrelevant guy?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like, that's true. He's like the yeah. biggest storyline. So even if he's not fantastic, I think he's you know looks fantastic, just like everyone else says. But, but definitely, I haven't seen anything special. So everyone is kind of making a bigger deal or, because the story is so great. But what I'm yeah. essentially saying is, imagine being Trey Lance, though, right? I know. Like and then he, is, he is winning the games, but also crazy. like becoming the storyline. And now people are talking about like, oh, what are you going to do next year? You're going to start Brock Purdy, or you're going to start Trey Lance, and it's like obviously you're going to start Trey Lance when he's healthy, because I mean, honestly, I think that you can take like pretty much any backup in the league, and they can run Kyle Shanahan's system. But I mean, I mean, yeah. he essentially proved that with the last pick in the draft quarterback yeah, I mean, every and passed up and he was like yeah he has some traits i like let me make him work that's what he did with nick mullins that's nick what he mullins, does with yeah, like essentially everyone yeah i was trying to think of nick mullins name i couldn't remember that's that's who it was like he he had him passing for like 300 something yards a game yeah i actually like, thought he was good then he played for the eagles and i was like wow dude this guy is so terrible. dog shit <laughs> it's like you just take him away from kyle shannon it's like oh man he's not good <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite effect of Adam Gates, like the further away people got from him, the better they yeah. got. The further away people get from Shanahan, they just fall apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. But yeah, it, I, I think it was really cool. I was really surprised with the involvement of Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he always had a heavy workload, but I felt like he was essentially the entire 49ers. So I understand Debo well, went away, but like it was incredible his workload. I was kind of thinking maybe they're they know that they have like a longer you know time off, and then after this game, like they locked in their playoff seed and they don't nothing really matters at this point so maybe from this point forward they kind of lighten this load a little bit like they wanted just this last game like i think after this maybe they'll give them like you know 15 touches a game just because like they don't want to get them hurt before the playoffs start um but i could be wrong also who knows (laughs) i was just really excited because this is the homer in me dare and he's one of my favorite players so you could just say tommy stop talking about him but I just fantasize about George Kittle just being in an offense where he's, like, the focal point. Like, yeah. imagine if he was as involved as Travis Kelsey is in the Chiefs offense and then just imagine what, the Bucks, like, Kittle can do. The Bucks should have traded for him. The Bucks should have, like, offered Mike Evans for George Kittle because, you know, Tom Brady, we know he's better with a tight end like George Kittle. So as soon as Gronk retired, they should have tried to trade for George Kittle. And I know that, like, 
Kyle Shanahan probably would have hung on to him because he really wants a tight end like that in his offense. But I feel like Kittle's crucial to that offense because they have yeah, him like yeah. run blocking against yeah. like edge rushers somehow, yeah. and he's like he can sometimes win and make it work. But no, I definitely agree with you. But this game, it just showed you he only had four catches, I think, right? Yeah, he only had like four catches for like ninety some yards and two touchdowns, and they were just incredible. Yeah, some of them were a little bit uh, scheme by little, but I mean a lot of it scheme, especially his very first touchdown. That was like the most Shanahan play we've ever seen, right? Mm Hmm. Yeah, for sure. He's, I mean, he's awesome. Like, I, if you don't have one of the top half quarterbacks in the league, like Kyle Shanahan, might be the most valuable asset. Other than that. Dude, if you give Kyle Shanahan, essentially, if you just give Kyle Shanahan just a healthy Jimmy G, he could win the Super Bowl. He's yeah. pretty much proven that. I mean, he's gotten there and lost throw it. Away. One, one missed Jimmy G throw away from winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. And he was on track, and Jimmy G was having a great year this year. Just imagine if he had someone just like um, um, Kirk Cousins, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he would easily, like, it's incredible what he's able to do. So it's really fun to kind of see how that offense goes. One last thing I guess I want to add is Brandon Ayuk. Not, not not a real hot game, huh? No. Because yeah, he had that one missed block that blew up Christian McCaffrey that I saw. He had that one huge drop as well. And then stat line, I think he ultimately only ended up with only two catches. But, like, overall, I think the stat line does reflect how he played because it was pretty bad. Yeah, it's kind of surprising, though, because, in the, like, he's been very good this year, like, the whole year. and um, Maybe it kind of gives a little bit more... Um, worth of the fact that like it's thursday night football you know like everyone's yeah, still sore right. like it's on a short week everyone's kind of off and like you said brand even the uh, announcers were saying it the uh, commentators are kind of saying like oh yeah i usually is a fantastic blocker he loves to get his hands dirty he got his himself out of the doghouse and like this was just an off game so i think he's been playing fantastic but this was just the anomaly so far yeah yeah he's only you know but you're not sold on purdy no, definitely not. I mean, he's he's okay, but I mean, he's a backup quarterback. Like he, I would be surprised if he was. A star. He just doesn't have all. So the how how far can the Niners go? We we see the defense, and we know what the defense is. It's historically good. Uh, I'm sure um, people are going to come back and talk about this defense the same way that we talk about other dominant defenses in the past decades. So w- how far can they go with Purdy? So. Right now, what are they? Um, would they be like the three seed or the two seed? I think the two. So, because the NFC leader in the Eagles, we have the best record in football, and then the next division winner that would have the highest record, I guess, would it be from that division? Because the NFC South is a wash. Everyone has a negative record there and then oh no it's the vikings it would be the vikings have the two seed okay so then they would be the three seed at best i'm trying to find the like the whole standings right now wow there we don't sound very prepared on this professional (laughs) podcast we know know we're just rambling here okay i found it all right nfc standings yes they were the three seed so they would play i just want people to be impressed i did that all off the dome I'm proud of myself. This is because we commanders. do these podcasts in between work. So, like, it's not like we sat here and talked about football <laughs> for a We just, like, have to flip a switch. So, I'm pretty proud. 
They would play the Commanders, so they can definitely beat the Commanders for sure. And, you know, the Commanders quarterback, Taylor Heineke, is kind of reminds me of Brock Purdy. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that, like, they're both, like, you know, mobile-ish, and they can run an offense, and they make, like, one or two, like, throws a game. Kind of like, like gunslingers yeah. here and there? Yeah, like, I think I think they're pretty similar quarterbacks. Um, both, like, you know, better and, um, so if you're Greg, well, you got to be pretty hype if you're Greg, though, right? Because you so. just like he, picked them up for free. Got them for free, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, getting them for free and having a chance to um, potentially have this guy be a starter. Like, if this guy goes on and he wins the Super Bowl, like, they're not going to start Trey Lance. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's possible. I mean, you know, Tom Brady Yeah, I'm it. just excited to kind of see how it goes because... Everyone always wants a piece of that Shanahan offense, and it doesn't really matter who's behind center anymore because they yeah. always just produce. And so I was really interested in this game specifically because I had so many fantasy players in the PDL uh, in this game. And so I was really nervous because if this game was going to be a flop, I would be screwed. But luckily, I, I feel like almost everyone that scored a touchdown was someone that I had, so I was I was pretty cool with it. Um, but all gloating aside, I was really interested just to see what the 49ers offense was going to look like without Debo. Yeah. And it was really cool to just see. I think, once again, it was the anomaly with that big uh, time of rest that they have, like you referenced, Darren. So I don't yeah. think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey all the time. But I definitely do expect um, yeah, McCaffrey like to really be that dominant running back. Because I know there was a time where they were kind of, he was kind of like the 1A and then they had another 1B, whether that was Elijah Mitchell. And, of yeah, course, Mason yeah. still is able to get in there. But I think even after this game, even though it's inflated because of that weird Thursday night football effect, it gave me a lot of confidence uh, knowing that, oh, yeah, McCaffrey's definitely going to be the guy that they lean on in the playoffs or in the future. So I shouldn't be yeah. worried at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just think that the rest of their games like don't matter. So they're, they're probably just they, – this one was the last – game that mattered until the playoffs for them so i think that they're just i mean obviously they could go from the three seed to the two seed but um they're not going to hop the eagles so exactly so since they have it locked up there's a very good chance especially with how injury has destroyed this team in the past that they get Mm -hmm. a little bit conservative and try to rest some people i wouldn't be surprised at all which could be a pretty bad recipe for me so um it should be interesting (laughs) to see how that does impact uh, fantasy football for sure yeah because it could be uh bad news for you i don't think they're gonna rest them i think that they're just like kind of dial them back a little bit and use a little more jordan mason mm-hmm. yeah no i completely agree but before we continue um this episode of the podcast darren we're going to be jumping around to uh different divisions kind of talking about their quarterback rooms to kind of see hey are they going to be able to do something see what kind of implications that might have not just in real life nfl but also in the pdl and kind of see what kind of domino effect that has but before we get there i just got an email that came across my phone so i'm going to go a little bit off script because darren i'm sure you're aware of this or maybe maybe you are maybe it's just me but okay the eagles have released a christmas album um the offensive lineman it was jordan mylata jason kelsey uh, Lane Johnson, all those guys, they came out with a Christmas album, essentially. And it came out on vinyl, and it just kept selling out, and I've been trying to buy it up for such a long time. But they just kept having such limited amounts because I guess it's, like, for charity or something. They're, mm-hmm. like, wildly expensive. It's, like, 75 bucks for this thing. And so I was trying to pre-order, and it just kept going down. But um, finally, they said that this 
uh today being friday they're like all right we're gonna like do one more repressing but this time we're not gonna run out so everyone could pre-order it because there was a like a bunch of scalpers and shit but this is a long-winded way of saying darren I haven't been a big concert going in the past, but I feel like nowadays, post-pandemic, everything is a complete shit show for anything that has limited tickets for anything. I feel like everything goes to scalpers. Have you experienced anything like that, or has this not impacted you at all either? Because this was the only so. time for me. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I really want this thing. Luckily, I was able to get one, and it's wildly expensive, like I said. But still, this is just a long-winded way of saying bro have you been going to any concerts or anything like that because i heard that's that's real bad right now um i haven't really since you know covid like i haven't been to many since that um but it's but it is like there's people that make their livelihood off of scalping tickets and reselling them there was a guy i used to work with that one of his friends um just has like a bunch of bots set up he yeah and he he made six figures off of that like he didn't really work and he just would buy all the tickets as soon as they were released on pre-sale, and then he would resell them for more money, which is, you know... I mean, it's pretty much guaranteed, especially if you could buy it at face value, right? Because that's pretty much the absolute lowest, because when you resell, the demand is automatically there for you. Yep, and he did it for, like, literally everything. Like, they're... Like everything God, he's such he, a piece he of hands shit. on like concerts, sporting events, like everything. He would buy them and resell them. Everything <laughs> sounds like the most Delco thing I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> it's terrible. Like I mean, you're you're really just like ruining it for a lot of people because you know you. I, I when you used to live in Kansas City, like the Chiefs tickets were like really cheap, right? Like, dude, yeah. Um, season tickets for a whole season was four hundred dollars. So Emily and I were season ticket holders. Crazy, that's great. That's like one Eagles ticket. Yeah. So when anyone's like, "Oh yeah, are you really a Chiefs fan?" I'm like, "Bro, I was a fucking season ticket holder for two years. So get off my dick, okay?" It's literally one ticket to an Eagles game. I know it was unbelievable. To be fair, uh, this is right before Patrick Mahomes got there. But even with Alex Smith, we were going to the playoffs every single year. I went to that um, Steelers and um, Chiefs playoffs game where yeah, Le'Veon Bell, and it was the only time where a team that scored a touchdown lost to a team that never scored a touchdown. (laughs) That's because yeah, like you said, Le'Veon Bell got the ball a billion times. Emily was Emily hates Le'Veon Bell till this day. I remember that. You're, you're texting me complaining about it when you were at the game you're complaining and i was like i was like we'll yell at him dude it was so cold no it was it was like i've never had my feet feel that cold because it was wet outside and freezing so no matter i was wearing special boots but still my socks got wet i was miserable yeah. Yeah, because Le'Veon bell was just slogging okay. and it wasn't a fun game to watch and i, I remember texting you at the time and i was like TV. dude i'm so mad it was like it was a miserable miserable game but um oh yeah but this is all the way tie it back to um i'm um once again obviously you guys know we're expecting and emily's a huge taylor swift fan and obviously you everyone knows the whole fiasco that happened with Ticketmaster, yeah, yeah, yeah ticket master and taylor swift but i was so relieved because i had no pressure of feeling like i had to get those tickets for emily and this was like the only time that i've ever felt that way because every other time i got her like taylor swift tickets this was the first concert i was like oh sweet i don't need to do that and yeah. i saw that it was a complete shit show and i was like oh my god and then there was one other concert um emily's really close friend just um was put on a wait list to see like this country singer and who is it sorry morgan wallen yes morgan wallen that's exactly who it is yeah and put on the wait list but she was um in a conference so she asked emily 
to like kind of be in that raffle to kind of look out and secure a seat for her and stuff like that so emily yeah. was so stressed out and i was like is this what like concert going has come to like a lottery essentially and but like not even a lottery like if you win the lottery you have to pay a shit ton of money too my, you know what i mean my sister got tickets to morgan wallen and they are in the nosebleeds and she still spent three hundred dollars no she didn't yep <laughs> So nosebleeds of a concert, and I don't mean to be rude, but like, so she's gonna be here like the echoing of a tiny dot from far away. Yeah, like you can. What are they like a like an ant on the stage? Like you can't yeah. see them. Like, stupid. and by the time you could hear whatever he's saying, all you hear is like the other people singing along, kind of too. So everything's yeah. echoed. I know. I was like, I was like, at that point, you might as well just bought the pit tickets. And she was like, yeah, but they were like more money. And she was like, I would have done it, but my friends didn't want to do it. And I was like, well, I mean, wouldn't you like try and talk them into it a little bit? Because they were literally only a hundred dollars more. I was like, at that point, you might as well spend the extra hundred dollars and get in the pit. Like, yeah, <laughs> why? Or even if it's still if it's three hundred dollars for nosebleeds, might as well just tailgate and then just chill outside at the tailgate. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. All, and spend no money. Just just pay yep. for the parking and just kind of chill. Or just uh, if you don't want to do that, just blast Morgan Wallen in your car after the tailgate. Yep, I, or I like know. you said, pay extra hundred. Oh man, that's what it's come to. That sucks, man. Well, it's terrible, and that's that's a pre-sale price too. Like the pre-sale prices used to be, you know, like a hundred bucks at most. And yeah, and then you get the resale for. Oh my god! So technically, she could have. Oh man, she could have bought a car. Oh, she could. She could probably resell that ticket right now for double what she spent. Ah, dude, this is this is <laughs> so sad. It's crazy. But this is like the norm. Like this is kind of what yeah. I'm thinking about because obviously I'm about to have a child. So like now I'm gonna sound like the old person. Where I'm like, oh, <laughs> little daughter or son. This is not how it was before. Like we were just able to get it at face value. And they're like, oh, okay, dad, whatever. And I'm like, no, I swear to God, that's how it was. Back in my day, I used to go to Boscov. <laughs> you got actually, you could go to Roll Call and pick up an actual ticket. They'll mail it to you. Yeah, Ticketmaster ticket. wasn't the only place to get. Oh, okay, Dad. Yeah, all right. Yep. <laughs> I used to get them for twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Chesney would have a summer concert. We could go for like ten bucks. It was great. Is like I I remember going to the uh, the gift center because they used to have the Ticketmaster thing at Boscov's and. You would buy they get like the physical, like hard copy tickets. I still have I still have them because I kept them, um, but like the cheapest one I think was like literally ten bucks, and it's like ha- like never again will that happen. Dude, times are so much simpler. <laughs> it it's even funny because ago. we're obviously like the youngest out of the group in the PDL, it so I'm having that existential crisis of goddamn we're old, but we're not comparatively to the PDL, but. For us, because we grew up together, we're allowed to have that kind of existential crisis at the same time. I'd be like, "Wow, yeah. this is kind of nuts." It's like, like stuff just changed so so quickly, and it's like, like yeah, no, immediately, like, like immediately, I'm uncool. Well, I was always uncool, but like, you know what I mean? Like, actually, uncool now. Oh yeah, like I I know now. Like when I go into stores, sometimes like the kids that like work there, they're obviously you know like seventeen, eighteen, and they they're like, like oh, here's this fucking dork. Once in a while, they'll literally like I'll be called sir, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You look at like what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Call me dude, dick. <laughs> My God, I'm a sir. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Uh, I actually get lucky because I'm Asian, so I get mistaken for a lot younger than I am, yeah. like, all the time. Um, 
and it's actually really really funny because it always happens with emily there too because i guess people don't put that we're like married and stuff like that so it's 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 so funny because every time we go out and she'll get tickets i think the most recent time this happened was like a year ago we went to like some kind of museum and Mm. she just went to go get two tickets but we were babysitting and Mm. so it was me her and two kids but it was her so they eventually pay for me and then it was her as an adult and three kids for me and i was like yo this is fucking awesome this is great it's weird though because like like i mean you know like when i was 16 i looked like i do now like i look like i was 30 Dude, you're was 35 16. as soon as you hit puberty <laughs> and it's like nobody called me sir when i was 16 so i don't know what happened <laughs> <laughs> something happened in your eyes you're like oh yep there's a guy that's like the soul left his life like his body it's, that guy is definitely old now <laughs> slowly slowly he has no more youth or innocence guy. that guy, that's an old guy now like what the fuck and i don't dress like really that much different than i did then i don't know what the fuck happened <laughs> now i get sirred like, i never <laughs> i never get maybe carded. as millennials i think we just have a look in the generation below us just know yeah the gens i guess they can gen z can tell because like we don't dress like fucking weirdos like <laughs> <laughs> dude now we sound old because we always patronize the generation but like oh yeah they're the fucking weirdos they are we- no no seriously though gen z's are they're weird gen z's man. are fucking like, weird though for they're, real they're, they're odd like they're very and i don't think any of i, I mean it makes sense though because it's like they're the generation below us and i think our generation was kind of weird so it makes yeah. sense that the next generation like they're the parents or whatever i'm like oh okay yeah that makes sense they're weird in a weirder way but I, when i do see like the um like tiktoks and stuff where it's like how Gen Z reacts in, like, the workplace, and they'll be like, oh, no, fuck no, like, I'm taking my PTO, but, like, a millennial is like, oh, I'll I'll answer my emails and stuff, but I'm definitely Gen Z in that way, like, I am not answering shit. If I'm on vacation, (laughs) there's no chance. My my literal my my out of office message literally says I will have no access to my phone. I will not respond to email until I return. <laughs> Your message should literally just respond back. No, my, it's like fuck off. I'm not responding to you. <laughs> but yeah, no. This is just a tangent. Just because I was just so surprised by how difficult it was just to secure this pre-sale order of the Eagles. Chris, like it's such yeah. a niche market. Yeah. I didn't think I would have to fight this hard to get this. But, and it, 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 it's like the battle for my life. And when I finally got through, I felt like I won the lottery. But I'm like, oh, wait, hold on a second. I still have to pay fucking like $100 because of shipping now to get this. Whatever. But, yeah, it's just you want to get that off crazy, my chest. Though. You know, misery loves company, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but all right, Dare, let's continue. Bring it back to football. What, do, what are we doing here? So we're going to go through each division in the nfl and their quarterback situation and we're gonna see if like we think anything will change um and then we're gonna talk about it in a fantasy aspect after that and go over like top 12 uh quarterback rankings for fantasy for dynasty um so i guess first we could probably we talked about the 49ers already um do you think that will be trey lance next year starting out it has to be yeah it has to be yeah it's gotta be like like, like the only way it's not is if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, and I don't I think that's going to yeah. happen. So I, I think it'll be Trey Lance with Brock Purdy as the backup, and I think Jimmy G's gone. Oh, Jimmy think? G's definitely gone. Okay, all right. So we can move on to the Seahawks. Um, Geno Smith starter. Um, yeah. The only question there is, do you think they draft a quarterback? Like they're going to have a high pick from the Broncos. Do you think they're going to draft C.J. Stroud or Will Levis? Levis. 
I actually... Oh, man, that's so tough. I, I actually think there's a really good chance. I, I think... I think I, well, so for one, I think Gino's there regardless. I think they're going to franchise tag him. They're going to franchise tag Gino, and they if they have, like, a top five pick or whatever, and they think that they can get CJ Stroud... That'd be expensive franchise tag, though, right? <clears throat> I know, but it's only, you know, to have a quarterback playing at the level he is, and then once he walks... True. If he walks And Gino wants year, to stay. That's the thing, too. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, I think that he's going to be there. He's going to be the starting quarterback next year. Um, but I think that because they have that pick that was unexpectedly high. Like, they did definitely did not expect that Broncos pick to be top five. Um, but now they have a chance to take a quarterback, a young quarterback, because Gino's old like he's not a spring chicken anymore because yeah he he's like 30 or 31 years. i think he's probably no, he's older than that 30, right 32 33 like yeah yeah sorry so he's you know i mean he's relatively young for a quarterback i guess but um still he's we saw russ like russ is 34 and he's fell off a cliff um not saying Gino's going to do that because they're playing differently um right now but i think that like they have a chance that they could get a franchise quarterback with this pick, and I think that it's hard to pass on that if you think that a guy is a franchise-level quarterback like that. So, hold on a second. How about we go backwards real quick and go back to the 49ers? So we said it will most likely be Trey Lance's team. How do you think that impacts things in a fantasy aspect with Trey Lance behind center? Because that that has to happen. I would say it's a good thing. Um, it's obviously good for Trey Lance owners, um, but I don't know. I don't I'm like a he. When you have a running quarterback like Trey Lance, it kind of nerfs everyone around them a little bit. Um, it didn't really with Jalen Hurts, but the Eagles' offense was amazing this year, um, and I think the Forty ers could do the same. So I don't think like I think that next year um, Trey Lance could be maybe like Jalen Hurts last year. Like he's, I don't think he's going to be as good as he was this year, but he could be like Jalen Hurts of last year, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And then moving forward, obviously, Juno Smith is still going to be behind center in Seattle. So kind of expect the same that we saw this year kind of continuing mm-hmm. on. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think that's going to be more of the same. I mean, that's a pretty good bargain for Gino. I mean, it has to be, he has to be the weirdest career arc. He's oh, definitely the anomaly because I don't even know really. what else to compare him to. Yeah, because it's not like, it's not like he was great in college. I mean, I think that in college he was even elevated by Tavon Austin when all the screens that they used to run at West Virginia. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Like sitting on the bench for 10 years, I guess, helped him. But I think he's definitely going to be a starting quarterback next year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But all right, let's continue in this division. Uh, L.A., what do you think, L.A.? Like, do you think Stafford's going to retire? I and actually does, think so, right? I, I think he is, too, because he's 35 or 36, something like that. Um, but he's, like, a really bad 35-36 because oh yeah, he's, he's been, like, years. slaughtered. He, when he was a Detroit line, he would get destroyed. Yep, and that injury he has, the spinal contusion, he needs to get surgery, and if he doesn't get surgery, he can't play. Um so like why 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 do it you know yeah what are you what are you doing you already won the super bowl you you're beloved by everyone because detroit still loves him because he was like a hero he came over to la won them a super bowl part of mcveigh like you you have nothing 
else to prove. Yep. So if he retires, do you think they keep Baker? Or do you think they look for something else? <laughs> I think they still look something. I, like, you have to. I think if Baker plays like he did on last Thursday, the rest of the season, I think they definitely keep Baker. Um, I don't think he's going to play like that. So I No, think I think they, they both... keep Baker, but I think they have to get someone else. I agree. Yeah, I, I think they keep Baker and, like, bring in... I don't know who they're going to bring in, but they bring in somebody else. Um, so they have Baker plus someone to try and, you know, make that. Well, somewhat... hold on. Maybe this, there has to be a bigger conversation. Does McVeigh retire? I, I want to say yes, but. Because that impacts it. Oh, totally. I but... honestly think there's a good chance because if Stafford's gone, Aaron Donald's going to, like, I think Aaron Donald's yeah, going to be retire. gone soon. Like, yeah. he has. Like why? Yeah. He was go- he was threatening retirement Last even before year. this yeah. season. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna run it back," and everything falls apart. And I was like, "Yeah, Aaron Donald's not gonna do this again." Yeah, I I I think if Stafford retires, Aaron Donald's gonna retire, and then Sean McVay might go to Amazon. Um, I think it's and then come possible. back in like five years. Yeah, and he'll come back and probably be on a different team. Um, but I I think so. But I think they do Baker plus somebody for the Rams. Um, not that it really matters for fantasy because that team's terrible. <laughs> um, the and Cardinals, you have Baker Mayfield, and you don't have that expectation of being like, "Oh my God, I have to have him be a starter." Yeah, I, I, I think that he's in the perfect situation if he's going to resurrect his career. If Sean McVay doesn't retire and he's with Sean McVay, uh, because he would be with we, we saw what I think he's like a similarish level quarterback of Jared Goff. Like I think Jared Goff's better. Um, because like we've seen him on the Lions now without Sean McVay, and we've seen Baker without Sean McVay, and Baker does not look nearly as good. Um, but he still has like the ability. Like we saw, like that throw to Van Jefferson that won the game. That was a perfect throw, like perfect. Um, so he has like the ability, but he needs. I think he needs somebody like Sean McVay to kind of hold his hand. Um, but I, I think that like if Sean McVay's there, Cooper Cup's there. Um, he'll be all right, but I still like he's still like a middle middle of the road quarterback that he's not. I don't think he's a long. How, how about that conversation? I think that's kind of a popular conversation. A lot of people have been having is that Cooper Cup, yeah, conversation of yeah. he was always pretty decent, but he kind of skyrocketed as the undisputed one hundred and one essentially mm-hmm. with Matt Stafford. And if Matt mm-hmm. Stafford calls it quits, I mean, I'm not gonna discount. Cooper, you can't win the triple crown and be a bad wide receiver, mm-hmm. but that was almost by sheer volume because essentially anyone with eyeballs that watched the Rams the last two years, it's essentially the Cooper Cup offense. I've never seen an offense more reliant on a wide receiver than how the Rams relied on Cooper Cup. Yep. And so even with Stafford gone, with him proven as a talent, he should still definitely get his volume. But do you think his ceiling will definitely be capped without Stafford now behind the helm? Yeah, I think he's more of a back-end wide receiver one or a high-end wide receiver two if he had Baker Mayfield instead of Matt Stafford. Um, but he still he still should be, like, very good. Because he always has been. Yeah, like, even when he had Jared Goff, he still finished top five that one season. So um, I still think he'd be really good, but it's, it's because he is the whole offense. Like, <laughs> that is why he's so good. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. 
Um, the Cardinals, obviously Kyler Murray, like once he comes back and he's healthy. Um, Ooh, but let's talk about, because there's a lot of implications because of how late that injury hit. Yeah, true. Um, so is Colt 45 going to be re-signing because he's already so old? Yes. I mean, I think that Steve Kime, he already took that leave of absence. So I think Cliff Kingsbury, he might have won the power struggle there. So I think Cliff might be there, and he seems to really like Colt McCoy for whatever reason. Um, so I think that it's going to be... Have you been well, watching Hard Knocks at all? I watched, I think, the first four. Yeah, dude, I've... I don't know. I feel like Cliff Kingsbury has no personality. Yeah, he's not... Like, he doesn't connect with the team at all. He just seems like... Very he's rude. literally like, okay, that's the coach, and we're the team. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think they got a – I mean, honestly, like, I know it's too late now, but I would have traded Kyler Murray. When Kyler was throwing the fit about, like, wanting more money and stuff, I would have traded him because they could have gotten probably the Deshaun Watson deal, um, gotten three-plus first-round picks from maybe the Panthers or something. Um, I would have sent him away because I he's always hurt. Did you always, hate Kyler Murray? He's. I don't think he's a good. Like I think that when you're a quarterback of the team, you have to be, you know, a leader. You have to carry yourself in a certain way, and he does not. Um, he's on the sidelines. Like you saw, like he's fighting with DeAndre Hopkins. Like he's fighting with Cliff Kingsbury. Like I know that like Tom Brady. Like he would yell at the coaches and stuff too. Um, but Tom Brady's teammates love him. Like love him. Um, the dude's 45 years old, and they still do, and they're half his age. So, it's it's different. Like, it doesn't seem like guys like Kyler Murray. Like, I would have traded him away because I don't think that you're ever... Like, he's obviously very good, but I don't think you're ever going to win with him because I don't think he carries himself the right way. I think he's too immature. So, how about let's talk about the long-term impact, especially in Dynasty now, because you have a quarterback who's proven that he can put up what QB one, the overall number one numbers for mm-hmm. a stretch of time, mm-hmm. but it's his durability that comes into question every single year. And finally, it's kind of happened. He's always had like these weird shoulder injuries or an ankle injury or something yep. like here and there, but now it finally happened. His to- he tore his ACL and uh, almost at the worst, it's almost Christmas, dude. I know, yeah. It's so late into the season, so, so like, well, saw- what is best case scenario right now? I think um, he comes when back he's fully seven. not not oh he's practicing oh he's throwing again no oh he's running uh, when when is when is he fully back best case scenario week seven I think because it takes like ten months or so um, so I think that he's back like week seven and that's such Over. a deep part of the fantasy football season that's already gone yeah almost treat him like how I treated DeAndre Hopkins this year because he was suspended. Yep, pretty much. It's going to be the same way. Like, I can't – I mean, he's a quarterback, but if it was like – you know, if it was a Joe Burrow, say it was Joe Burrow, like, he might be able to come back week one because he doesn't rely on his legs as much as Kyler Murray does. But Kyler Murray, if you take away his legs, I don't know how good he really is. So Because he needs – honestly, I feel like he has to scramble back there just to be able to see over his lineman. He does. Or he, he has to, so like, small. scramble to the sides. But, like yeah. – and he has a great – arm that's never been in question yeah but it's just his ability to actually play with structure anytime yeah. we see Kyle is it isn't that kind of true though I I don't I feel like I'm being a little bit hyperbolic but I feel like I watch a lot of Cardinal games because I try to be biased and I like Kyle Murray because he's 
half Korean. So I'm like, all right, dude, can you please be likable? But I feel like Kyler is at his worst in structure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he just can't be a pocket passer. Like he's he just can't make the throws. He's just not very good. And, and it isn't until the play breaks down is when he becomes amazing, which is great because that's what Cliff Kingsbury kind of designs his offense around to kind of let Kyler Murray do whatever he wants with his drop back. But if he can't do that because he's recovering from that ACL injury and Kyler Murray's biggest joker up the sleeve is his explosiveness, right? Mm -hmm. There are players that are faster than him. There are players that could do other things, but he's just so freaking explosive. And I feel like an ACL injury, it has been proven that you could get it back. So I don't have that much of a concern, but it definitely hurts you because even when he does come back in that projected week seven, it's hard to expect him to be putting up QB top 12 numbers, right? Yeah, I, I think so, because he's going to take him a while to kind of ramp up. But, I mean, maybe next year will be the first season he doesn't get hurt at the end of the year because he's always gets hurt at the end of the year. So maybe he'll get that injury out of the way and he'll play the rest of the season finally. Yeah, because um, regardless of what his uh, recovery is, the Arizona is locked into Kyler Murray because there's paying yeah, so much money. like it or not. Um, I guess we can go to an easy division. Um, the AFC North, they all all four teams, I think, have their quarterback locked in. The Ravens with Lamar, the Bengals with Burrow. The so Browns the uh, Ravens are definitely going to re-sign Lamar. I, I would think so. Like, I mean, the only other option is they trade him, but I mean, they would be crazy too. I think like they can't they can't not let him go. Like, you know, they have to re-sign him. I don't think I've ever seen another quarterback. Be literally be the identity of the team as Lamar is with Baltimore, right? Yeah, like there's no way that like they, even with they, the Chiefs, you're like, oh yeah. At one point, it was also Tyreek Hill. Obviously, you could think of like Kelsey and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But with the Ravens, it's always oh, it, it starts and ends with Lamar Jackson. That's yeah, it. You take Lamar off that team, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Um, I I just can't see a world where they don't resign him. Um, I think the only they gotta get rid of Greg Roman, right? Oh yeah, I think they. I think he probably gets fired after this year. Do you think Um, they already kind of had that scapegoat reason? Because didn't you hear that one headline of like, oh yeah, this one college offered him a job? Oh yeah. Do you think they're kind of setting it up so like, all right, we're not gonna fire you. What you're gonna (laughs) say is you accepted a job. Yeah, you're gonna go to this place because yeah, like safe face. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what my uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory is. But nothing. I I would rejoice with the city of Baltimore if Greg Roman. I think he's. I think he's gonna. But this is what we've been saying, Darren. I feel like you and I, between us, we've hated him for years. This year has been bad. Like it's been really bad this year. But but it's been like oh, yeah you're right you're right it's been extra bad this year and the record finally is kind of the reflection of that poor offense mm-hmm. as well but I'm just so glad that the rest of the world sees what we have seen for such a long time because I feel like between us we've always been like what the fuck is he still doing with this archaic offense like why is yeah. he still a coordinator but he's so well respected in the NFL it's so weird I, I don't get it yeah, it works for like the first year or two and then after that it just gets like. Okay, this needs to kind of improve. Like, you got to add wrinkles, and he instead of adding wrinkles, he's like, oh, let's just kind of expand on this. Yeah. The same um, thing. Just let's do it a different way, though. But it's like the same concept. Like, it doesn't make sense. But anyway. Only other um, way you, you, And you also feel like, obviously, um, Pittsburgh has to give Kenny Pickett a chance. I feel like everywhere he been, I go, okay. because of the world of the social media, how fast things go, I feel like people are already trying to jump off that train. Am I being 
Am I, I think, like, seeing the wrong things, or am I making this up? I think Pickett's been okay. Like, he's not... Obviously, he's not been... He hasn't been amazing, but he's I like okay. him. I like him. It's, you gotta give him another year, um, at least. Um, probably, they, they should definitely fire their offense coordinator, too. Matt Canada is... Oh, dude, terrible. he's horrible. To, man, um, what, what... The theme of this show is just bad offensive coordinators, apparently. I, I think... Honestly, I think if they just fired their offensive coordinator and they got a non-terrible one, like, Kenny Pickett would be pretty good, but... Um, they really, like, if any team in the NFL needs to fire their offensive coordinator, it's the Steelers. Like, they really do. Like, really badly. Um, yeah, no, I definitely, definitely agree. And I guess, uh, yeah, the rest of this division is pretty straightforward. Yeah, I think they're all, I think this is the only division where they're, like, all all four definitely locked in. Um, I know that Lamar technically isn't, but I, I would be surprised if he's on another team. Um, I guess that we'll go back to the NFC. Um, the Cowboys, Dak, locked in. Um, the Giants, what do you think the Giants do? Um, keep Daniel Jones. I think Jones this is the biggest year? nightmare for the Giants right now. <laughs> yeah, they're better Daniel than Daniel Jones is playing just good enough. You had to take him out they, of the race. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm dead serious. I'm not even trying to make this as a. Like, I honestly think this is the worst case scenario for the Giants ever this year. Like, yeah. what's worse is, is it really worse if they had a horrible, horrible record? Daniel Jones is horrible. They have a great draft pick coming up. Blah, blah. No. What is worse is being completely a big fraud, mediocre, mm-hmm. inflated record, and Daniel Jones not actually playing that bad. Even when they lose, he doesn't look that bad. Yep. And everyone kind of doing a second, they say, maybe? And then, but is it good enough to extend him, especially with the lucrative quarterback market you know what i mean like yeah I, I, I don't know and then they will obviously not be able to sleep with them like not sleep with themselves sleep at <laughs> night sorry um if he is able to go to a different team and kind of start balling i'm not saying that's a high likelihood of a like going to happen but yeah. if it were to usually that doesn't happen in the quarterback position so what what do you think because i feel like you're always a little bit more tuned in to the giants than i have been because they had odell and your hatred for gettleman i felt like you always had a secret (laughs) pulse on everything that they did but with kind of the new regime now that new york has yeah it's kind of all a little bit different i think that they probably franchise him um and I could see them taking, like, one of the more um, project-type quarterbacks, like Anthony Richardson. Um, I could see that from Florida. Like, they take him because he fits in the Dable kind of offense mold with, like, um, great arm, athletic, big guy. Um, he's a project. Like, Josh Allen was a project. So maybe Dable thinks he could turn him into Josh Allen. Um He's a big project, but um, I think that they're because they're in the middle of the first round ish, middle ish area. So they so they could still be in striking distance. So, so you're saying that him, even yeah. with getting Daniel Jones back, it will be with the understanding of hey, he's we're not, still going to be moving I, I on. I think, yeah, I think they know that he's not the long term solution. Like he he played pretty good. Kind of like what year, the so. Seattle Seahawks are doing with Gino. Exactly. I think that they'll probably try and do the same route if they can. Like if they signed him. If they signed Daniel Jones to a long-term contract, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I don't think you would be the only one shocked in that scenario. But let's go to a more surefire thing. What about the Philadelphia Eagles, bud? They're definitely re-signing Hurts. Like, 
there's no way <laughs> they can they there's no way they cannot at this point. So Jalen Hurts is going to be the long term starter for the Eagles. MVP? Is he MVP? Um, I, I it's between him and Patrick Mahomes, and I I would vote for Jalen Hurts. I think um, I as of right now, um, but. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes maybe is more important to his team than Jalen Hurts, but I would be surprised if, like, they're Minshew. I think everyone would agree that Minshew is a pretty good backup. Um, if you put Minshew on the Eagles and you take out Hurts, they're not as good as they are right now. Um, but if you take Patrick Mahomes off the Chiefs, they might be terrible. <laughs> so, um, in terms Jalen of value... Hurts is the type of guy who's having a season where after... The end of every single game, like, damn, he has such a good game, but there's yeah. no way he could keep this up. Yeah. And it's the end of the season, and I'm still saying, oh, man, he had such a good game, but there's no way he could keep Oh, oh wait, okay, it's been the whole season. Wow, he's been really good. Yeah, like, he's been awesome. I ha- like, I just now had that reflection, because when I really had the realization of the fact that Jalen Hurts might actually be able to win the MVP, start to sink in, I was like, has he actually been that good? And I start to, re- I was like, dude, he's been incredible. And I think because we're inside our own bubble, we are Eagles fans, and it's just so hard to see from the outside context. But my God, has the Eagles been dominant? Like, I it's mm-hmm. I want to relish in it finally because we're always so pessimistic as Philadelphia fans. But why not yeah. enjoy the ride instead of always just waiting it for it to end, right? Yeah. So he's locked in um, now. Another kind of weird situation is Washington. Um, I Carson Wentz is done, right? Like, there's no way. I think so. They have. To I mean, probably... he can't even start now with Heineke. There's no way you could they come probably back. Probably have to this. cut him because his contract. He makes so exactly. much money. Um, but I think that they they keep Heineke and they bring in somebody else. Um, Heineke probably gets uh, an extension, probably with like more money on it. Um, maybe so like, Heineke. You're right now projecting is definitely the quarterback next year. I I think so. Rivera loves him. Um, I don't think he's like very good or anything, but he's in, in <laughs> I think they're winning games in spite of him. Um, they're going to be so much worse next year, I think, because they're going to lose a lot of their players because they had a lot of um, first round defensive draft picks. Um, I think like a few of them might be gone after this year. So I think that they're going to be much worse next year, but um, maybe they need that so that they can maybe get one of the 2024 quarterbacks. Like maybe they, keep Heineke, they sign him to a, you know, Mitch Trubisky type deal. Um, and then next year they get like Caleb Williams or something. Um, I, I think that they're going to roll with Heineke though again next year, I, I think. Yeah, he, he's such a fan favorite. I feel like yeah. there would be a riot if they're like, all right, thanks, Heineke. Bye. <laughs> yeah, we're going back to Carson Wentz. Everyone be like, Yeah, like the there would be riot. Or, like there's, yeah, like yeah. just being able to have him on your team and then him not be the guy under yeah. center especially like i feel like the players genuinely enjoy playing with yeah him too. They, they do it's they, not just like a, oh the outside it's like inside the locker rooms it looks like players really rally so mm-hmm. really be a blow if now they're like oh not only are you just still on our team but just sit on the bench now or even worse um yeah we're just not gonna we're just gonna cut you like we're not gonna extend you or anything at all you know what i mean so i feel like if right. heineke is on the roster he has to be starting yeah i, I think so too um the next division, one that's also pretty much locked in. Um, the Chargers, Herbert, locked in. The Chiefs, Mahomes, locked in. The Broncos, unfortunately for them, Russell Wilson locked in um, for a long time, too. Um, the Raiders, 
that's a kind of a question mark. I know I've been saying this for like literally five years, but I think they probably keep Carr. They have to. What, what else? What else are they going to do? I don't know because they're not bad enough to get one of the top two quarterbacks. No, um, like I completely agree. Like you, you have been saying this for the past five years, and for yeah. five years I've been fighting you on it, <laughs> and I think that's how this actually developed. I, you thought me. De- Defending Carr that he's not just going to be like cut or shipped off or traded or randomly that oh, I had yeah. this adoration no, for him, but I was just like, it makes no sense. But this is the first time where the vibes coming out of the Raiders have been so bad towards him where I kind of finally believe you. But then yeah. reality sinks in. I'm like, but, but yeah, what are they, they going to do? Option. I think they would. Like, get well, are they going to go could. sign um, Jimmy Garoppolo? Exactly. So like if they could, I think if they could get rid of him, they would. Um, like if someone offers them a first round pick for Derek Carr, I think he's gone. Um, but I don't think anyone's going to do that either. So I think he's probably still there next year. So I think the biggest thing to talk about here has to be Russell Wilson. Uh, do you think he's going to bounce back? I do. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah, I think he's going to bounce back. I keep saying, "Oh, it's a weird funk. He's getting adjusted," and then once again, and I sound, I, I apologize for being repetitive. It's the end of the season. How has he been this bad for this long? Yeah. He was actually just announced that he's going to be out this mm-hmm. week. So he's not even going to play. He's actually good last week, too. Um, I think that, I think that like, once they're going to fire Hackett, they're going to get a new coach in there, and he's going to look much better next year. That's what I think. I, I mean, that's what everyone's going to say. That that's the, like, how is he going to look if worse? He looks, if he looks, well, he can't look worse. He looks. That's terrible. what I mean. So the natural so, storyline is obviously, yeah, he's he going to look the um, same though. If he looks the same next year, then he's washed. But I think that he will look better. I did. I really do. I I genuinely like. I I can't. So are you buying into that? Or are you just saying that because you have Javante Williams? No, because in Cortland Sutton. No, because like, you could have a good running back and a bad quarterback that happens all the time (laughs) so i I think that i just think that he's going like i can't i can't understand why he was so bad so fast um it doesn't make any sense but i think that they're probably going to bring in somebody like like dan quinn or something um because he was a candidate last year they'll bring him in because he's defensive coach their defense is already really good um they'll make russ go back in the closet a little bit and do the uh, high efficiency. We don't want you to throw a lot stuff that they did in Seattle. And yeah, I don't think the world is ready for like 100% Russell Wilson. No, we need like put that back in the on a silencer. A yeah. Put that, put that back in the, the jar. We need, we don't need that much Russell Wilson. <laughs> we need yeah, to, just, just dial it back. I need light version of Russ, please. Yeah, so I, I think I I really think he's going to bounce back though. I really do. Like I would be surprised. All right. if he well, he has to. He has to. So all right. Yeah. So that's kind of how it looks like in that division. That's another division where essentially everything's locked up outside of I guess Carr, but mm-hmm. and there's no other realistic option in my opinion that they can pivot to. Yeah. All right. Now, division where every single quarterback is up in the air. Um, the NFC South. Um, we'll start with the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. So gross. Um, do you think he's back? 
I think he's back, but I think he's on a different team. I don't know what. That's team. what I mean. Like, I, I think he is gonna. Like, he threw his life away. He has to play now. Yeah, I think he's coming like, back. Now, I, think... I honestly think he's just gonna play until he's like fifty years old. Me too. Because <laughs> at see... first I was like, oh, he's always gonna play until he's forty-five. Until he's forty-five. Until and at still, I was like, oh, this is the last season. And then the divorce happened. I was like, oh fuck, he has nothing to lose. I think he's got two options. He's got. He's either gonna retire and no. be like. Well, I mean, you've seen him like this whole year. He doesn't want to get hit anymore, um, so he might be, he be might kind of be like, "Fuck it, I'm over this shit," and retire. Or he's going to be on a different team. I, I don't see him back on the Bucks, so I'll be surprised if he came back to the Bucks. No, he's definitely not going to be on the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks so, are just going to be so shitty again for so long. Yeah, the Bucks are going like, to out. It's going to take France. so long for them to make <laughs> up from this like whole era. They they should trade away Mike Evans, trade away Chris Godwin, trade away everything. And just like really, really tank. They should hire Greg. They they should they should hire fire Greg their GM right now and be like, yo, players. I know someone <laughs> in Germany right now. They that need you can to hire. go tank real, real hard, real hard, and get Caleb Williams or Drake May, and just kind of start over because they have Kyle Trask on the roster and he sucks. So like he's not the option. Um, but I think they're going to be terrible next year. Um. The Saints, they have Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. Do you think either of those guys? No, are no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't know. What I don't understand. Do. Wait, Darren, can you help me understand what happened with Jameis Winston this year? I don't understand what happened. Um, they have a defensive coach, and he is a coward, and he doesn't like the Jameis Winston hospital balls and the prayer Marys and stuff. So, um. He doesn't like Jameis Winston. I Not just that, that, but I feel like everything with Jameis Winston just sounds like a lie. Like, oh, yeah, Jameis Winston broke his back yesterday. Oh, and he's yeah. playing with, like, a... <laughs> yeah, it's like... No, yeah. they just start making shit up. He has, like, a contusion on his left yeah. eyebrow. Yeah. And then, right. like, his spleen erupted. I'm just like, what the fuck is... What? This doesn't happen in football. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, and then this happened. This, And I was like, is he, like, even alive anymore? Like, I, I'm not convinced he's alive anymore. I, I don't know what happened. He just disappeared. I was actually excited to see him throw bombs again. But then, like, he kind of got hurt, and then he never came back. And it's been the Andy Dalton experience. And then ever since, I'm like, well, is Jameis out because he's hurt? Or is he out because he lost his job? Like, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, Jameis lost his job to Andy Dalton, so he's probably not going to get a starting <laughs> job ever again. Like, I would be shocked if he got another starting job. Um, he'll probably be a backup somewhere else. Um, maybe he just stays with the Saints and is the backup there um but I, I can't see him starting anywhere not after he lost his job to Andy Dalton um I don't know what the Saints are going to do I have no clue like I I don't know like, we have team, their first round pick <laughs> I know that team is in disarray and I I have no clue what they're going to do because I guess they'll probably keep one of those two guys and add somebody else but I don't I don't know <laughs> it's not I'm Philly I just go over to Dennis New Orleans and I'm like Bro, give us like three of your best players and then keep their contract, but just give us the players and then we'll give you your first match. They should just roll out Taysom Hill and run the triple option and just like, you just know, become like Navy or Army. <laughs> yeah, just, just fucking do it all and like commit to it fully and just. Yeah, just have him and Alvin Kamara just take snaps back yeah. and forth. Yeah, like run 50 times a game and only pass like three times and just like, you know, milk the season and make it go as fast as it possibly can go. Even have Chris Olave taking snaps and running too. So yeah. he doesn't get bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, just hope for 
a better situation next year um, because I think that this upcoming season for them is not going to be great. Um, I mean, it's probably going to look similar to what it did last year, except their defense is most likely going to be worse. Yeah, how about um, the Panthers, though? The Panthers, they're kind of in the same boat. Um, they got a crazy owner, though. David Tepper is nuts, and he's willing to like do whatever he can um, <laughs> to get a quarterback. But like Donald's gone, obviously. Baker's already gone. Um, Dude, they're paying so many know. quarterbacks right now. I have no clue what the Panthers do, but like... They would be, I guess, an option for, like, Jimmy G or, like, one of those guys. But, like, honestly, they'll probably bring in, like, Carson Wentz. <laughs> like, <laughs> just bring don't do him like that, man. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Because, like, that team, that and it's, like, that team low-key, like, their defense is pretty good. Um, they have DJ Moore, obviously. Um, they're not, like, that far away from being, like, decent. They just need a quarterback, but they can't get one um baker was supposed to be an upgrade and baker was supposed to be great but like baker went to carolina imagine this team with prime cam newton right now exactly like they need someone like that um but there's no one like that really out there um i don't know i also can't believe how fast cam newton fell off yeah it was like instantaneous Yep, it was, he got hurt that one hurt time, that time and Superman yep. was dead and I was like damn yep. it because <laughs> I had him on my fantasy team foot. like every single year it was his foot right or was it his shoulder or was it his shoulder and his foot at the same yeah, time yeah it was both like one yeah. stopped him from being able to throw one stopped him from being able to <laughs> run and I was like well Scanlon <laughs> is just a shell of himself um, like and then after that every time he threw it looked a legit painful and I was like dude I, I can't know. watch him because I'm in pain he, he was awesome too I love Cam Newton he was like one of the most Literally fun players, code. right? Yeah, he was a cheat code. Actually, I'll never like that. One of the, my favorite videos ever is when um, it was Clay Matthews and he called out the play because he thought he knew. Oh what the yeah, play oh you've been watching film? Yeah, you watched film, huh? And he was like, "All right, watch this," and then he, he audible and he threw it to Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown. That was like so awesome. <laughs> um, I miss Cam Newton. Yeah, um, Atlanta Falcons is the last one. We're about to see some Ritter. I, I think if Ritter looks competent, he's probably the starter next year. I think he is a starter. Um, he's good, dude. I think I he, like Ritter. If he looks bad, though, he's they're doing something else. Like they're they're going to do something else. But I think it'll look like okay enough where he's the starter next year. Um, and then they just like see what they have because they're they're another team that like kind of played too well to get one of the quarterbacks that they actually need. What are your genuine thoughts on Kyle Pitts right now? Like his outlook. Ritter's a quarterback now. Um, you just had a Arthur really Smith's disappointing season. There. Um, so I think because Arthur Smith's there, like if I had Kyle Pitts, I'd be hoping that they were bad next year. Like I, I would hope that Desmond Ritter is a starter and Desmond Ritter absolutely sucks next year and they fire Arthur Smith because I think that... Oh, like, hold on, hold on. Think of it this way. Fantasy football, even in Dynasty, has become, what have you done for me recently? If this timetable of yours pans out, that's two years in a row where Kyle Pitts is essentially irrelevant. Yeah, yeah I think that he's, I mean, we've seen it. He's really times. young. I'll give you that, and he'll still be super athletic. But once again, if we're talking about career trajectory, yeah, I don't know if we, well, there's not really been other players like Kyle Pitts in the league, to be fair. Yeah. But it's the cards will really be stacked against them because once again, it's not like oh no, Kyle Pitts was having such a great season he just got a bad injury. Now it yeah. was he was 
not utilized. He was not having the greatest season. I mean, he was still doing relatively okay because the tight end landscape is so thin. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, a very disappointing season. And then he got yeah. hurt. And yeah. now he's still tied to a team that was still winning the games. It's, yep. I, I don't know, man. It, it's getting really, really hard because at one point he was, in my opinion, probably the most expensive dynasty asset yep. in the Superflex League. Yep. I I would be nervous about him, but I mean, you probably, if you have him, you got to probably hold him because you have to. You just got to hope for the best, I think. But I don't know how much better it's going to get. Well, what are your thoughts on Ritter, real quick, before we move on? I, th I think he's okay. Like, he's not. I don't I think like he's him, dude. Yeah, he's okay. Like, he's not. I don't think he's, like, terrible, but I, I think he's. And he's, like, he's athletic. He doesn't really run a whole lot as athletic as he is. Um,. Right now, is it fair right. to say out of all the rookie quarterbacks that you have seen play, has the most impressive been Purdy and Pickett, I guess? Yeah, because Malik Willis I wouldn't be surprised if Ritter also looks pretty solid. Yeah, I think he can. Like, I mean, it's not like he, he has, like, That's not a high bar. weapons. Yeah, he doesn't really have to surpass that much. Um, but I don't think he's ever going to be like one of the elite guys. Like he's never going to be like a Justin Herbert or anything like that. But he he could be okay, I think. All right, all right. Continue. Um, the AFC East, uh, the Bills, Josh Allen locked in. The Dolphins, Tua locked in. Um, would you say Mac Jones is locked yes, in? Yes, come on, he's locked in. I, I think so because they don't have another option. Um, but I mean, he's know, good, dude. I think Tom Mac Brady, Jones is so good. I think if Tom Brady wants to come back, they'll, they'll think about trading him away. I think they'll think about it because they, I don't think they like him. Like they benched him. Um, I mean, I, obviously it's not fair to him. Like he needs an offensive coordinator. Um, you can't have a young quarterback like that and not give him an offensive coordinator. But I, I think he's probably there next year. I, I think, think what's happening to Mac Jones's career, if it actually does all fall apart, has been one of the biggest tragedies that we've seen unfold in the NFL. Yeah, because he was great last year. He was a pro um, bowler as a rookie. And then yeah. Bill Belichick was like, yeah, let's not get him an <laughs> offensive coordinator. Let's we, stunt uh, his growth and ruin his career. Why? It's so weird because, like, they – like, Joe Judge was a special teams coach, and Matt Patricia, like, I don't know why he brings back all of these failed assistants like he does. Like, why not just let them do what they're it's good pretty at? pretty much because I think they worship Bill Belichick, and they come back, I, and Bill Belichick know, knows like, that they worship them. But, like, when when Josh McDaniels left and he came back, he made him the offensive coordinator, which makes sense. Um, but when Joe Judge came back, why are you making him an like offensive scraps? coach? scraps. Like why? Why not just do make him do something with special teams or something? Even not really defense, but just he could have something to do with special teams. Like find a job for him. At Patricia wasn't even a good defensive coordinator. The Eagles scored forty one points on him in the Super Bowl. Um, but still, to be fair, it was Big Dick Nick. He was unstoppable. It, it, he was. He was. But a, the Legion of Boom back there, there, fucking rock you. But I think that, you know, you put him, put him on defense, find a job for him, make him the fucking linebackers coach or something, the defensive line coach. Just don't make him your offensive coordinator. That's stupid. Um, I think that's one of the worst mistakes Bill Belichick ever made. It's just because he – I think they would – the Patriots would have been better this year if they had a real offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think um, Belichick's hubris really failed the Patriots this year. Yeah, this – they he really probably cost them a couple wins for sure. Um, they were probably 
I mean, I know that they're in like the playoff hunt right now, but I think they definitely would have been a playoff team if they had. This is a, so what I'm hearing right now. If this is how you feel, this is for me a a buy now for Mac Jones. Yeah, probably because I think that he Mike ain't listening. He doesn't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think Mike's gonna trade him because he spent a lot to get him. So I think he's there unless someone will be willing. No, to no, I think place. I think he's pretty much getting to the point where he's just he's like, over it. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, like he, I could definitely right. see, like, definitely sometimes the sunken cost fallacy is like, no, I got to get back. But then there comes that fine line where you're finally like, you know what? Yeah. Fine. Why not? <laughs> um, the Jets. The Jets are obviously going to do something different, I think. I think this is the Jimmy Garoppolo spot. How about you? Yeah, because he has the, connections, the ties. Sala. Yeah. The I think that's the easy answer, but... At the same time, this is probably, in my opinion, the hardest to pinpoint. Because even if you take Jimmy G completely out of the equation, you have the Zach Wilson versus Mike White. The locker room loves Mike White, but that's not really what's supposed to be happening. Yeah. But they keep forcing Wilson because that's kind of the right thing to do. Because you really have to see if you believe in this guy because he was literally the second quarterback off the board, even though... He like he was kind of the consensus second quarterback off the board. Everyone knew the Jets were going to take him, but like no one really asked why. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it was because he, you know, he had the arm. Oh, it's because the Jets were going to take him. We just know. But I'm like, but wait, yeah. like, does he deserve to be there though? And no, no one really kind of <laughs> talked about it. I think that um, I think Zach Wilson actually has a chance to win that job next year. Like he, he has four games left of the season, right? Um, I think that if he can play well these next four like if he plays well i think if he's healthy right now because he has that start do you think he's gonna ball they're playing the lions the lions suck like they're that's like the game to have your glow up game right yeah like like, imagine wilson coming in and be like oh shit like you're only putting me in because mike white's hurt but i'm about to show you like i'm not gonna like he's always been that gunslinger right because he said he got bored of throwing it away yeah i think that if um if he doesn't play well and he stinks again, um, I think that next year it's Jimmy Garoppolo and they trade Zach Wilson somewhere. He's gone. Yeah, I would definitely Walter. have to agree with that, but it's definitely the hardest room that we've talked about so far. Yeah. Um, NFC North. The Bears, Fields, locked in. Um, the Lions, they're going to keep Goff for another year or so. Um the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, he's going to be there for sure. Um, and the Packers, is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? No? I I don't think so either. Um, no, I don't think he is. His I think ego he's got is too one big. more year. Yeah, I think he's because I don't. Which really fucks the Packers the most because Jordan Love now is like, bro. Well, play me. I think, I think this is. I think this is why Aaron Rodgers is going to play one more year because to if fuck he, him that hard. Yes, I think because if, <laughs> because if Aaron Rodgers played one more year, they're going to have to probably trade Jordan Love. And after, Yo, hold on, hold on. Could you imagine the headlines run. that let's say right now, Rogers guarantees he comes back to next year. So Green Bay's like, "Fuck, all right." Then they trade Jordan Love to another team, and then Aaron Rodgers starts the next year. He plays like a couple of games. He looks fine, and then all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh, I have a hamstring injury. I ain't playing." <laughs> 
Or he could even pull an Andrew Luck and retire right before the season. <laughs> just never play that on. Just like, psych! What an Aaron Rodgers way to go out. Just like, the per- I could see the headlines are a bit like, I just fell out of love with football. I just don't want to play anymore. I don't have it in me. Call up Scott Tolzien. Fuck you. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think that's, I think that's kind of the, I don't know Aaron Rodgers, obviously, like, I don't, I don't, I, but I just, knowing, like, kind of how he is, I think that Jordan Love pick has been driving him the last couple years, and I think that they're gonna, he's gonna make sure that Jordan Love is off the roster, he's gonna play one more season, and then he's gonna retire, so they're left with nothing, and they're gonna be terrible. (laughs) Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. So, all right, so we got that. That division, nothing's going to change. They're all the same quarterbacks um, from our guess. Um, the AFC South, this one should have a lot of turnover, I think. Um, the Jags are the only one that have their quarterback for sure, I would say. Yeah, it's Lawrence. Lawrence. Um, the Colts, Matt Ryan's under contract, um, but I think he's possibly going to retire. Either way, they're going to do something. I think they could bring back Ryan and draft Will Levis. And there was a lot of hype of Jimmy G possibly going here as well. Well, if they if they sign like a veteran like that, I don't think that Matt Ryan's back. But I think that they could get Ryan and draft a rookie because they have a high pick. And then Matt Ryan would be kind of like, you know, the mentor, the old dude that teaches the young kid the way. Dude, and but stuff. Matt Ryan already looks washed. Imagine one more year. <laughs> I'm not saying he isn't washed, but he could be just like... No, but like- <laughs> Serious? I'm not asking you if he's washed. I'm just telling you he is washed. So just imagine how much he's a twenty million dollar mentor. I think that's why they would bring him back. Like if they get Will Levis, because they Dude, they Julio definitely Jones like was talking Levis. shit on Matt Ryan, and he couldn't even throw a deep ball like three years ago. <laughs> they, they I'm genuinely like Will Levis, worried though. he can't throw it past thirty yards. I don't. I don't really think he can. Um, but I, I think that it's it's Matt Ryan and a rookie, or they bring in like a veteran, like. Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think that they're tired of that that veteran route because it's they've been doing that for like five years now. So I think that they go with the rookie. I think they have to. Do you think Saturday is staying? No. This is just like a feel good tour. Yes, I think that he is Jim Irsay's a wild man. But wouldn't you think he would have told Saturday that? Because Saturday right now is like, no, I really hope this is permanent. I'm, I'm really trying my best right now. So I feel like it's kind of weird. I, I think it's a very weird situation, but I would be surprised if he's back as the coach next year, especially because I saw that there's already interest in Jim Harbaugh. Um, if they can get Jim Harbaugh instead of... Oh, dude, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone in a second. Um, but like, if they get Jim Harbaugh, Will Levis, um, that team looks totally different in a couple of years. Um, I don't even think Will Levis is like all that great, but I mean, if you have a coach like Jim Harbaugh, maybe you can get the best out of him. So... Um, the Texans, they're going to take Bryce Young, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. Um, do you, wait, do you think Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft? I do, but I also don't... I'm not sure if he's going to be good because he's small and slender and he doesn't Darren. have the best Darren. arm strength. Darren. What? He's in the SEC. I know. He's in a supporting cast in Alabama that has been much more mediocre in years past. True, true. And he's still true. trying to carry this team. True. He's the reason 
by Alabama. Alabama literally changed their offense for this kid because he's that yeah. good. Because they needed him to carry. And yeah. he's carrying them and still getting here in the SEC. But now you think when he goes to the NFL, now he just sucks. All- he's playing against the best of the best. I don't think he's going to suck. I just, I'm, I'm a little nervous about him because he's very skinny. He's a little slender guy. Um, so you'd Murray rather want the Ohio kid? No, I, I would take Bryce Young, but I would still. I what are would, your thoughts on Stroud, real quick? I think he's good. This is the quarterback episode. Yeah, I think Young and Stroud are both good. Um, the guys after Young and Stroud, I would be very nervous about taking in the first round. Um, so right now, hold on, right now, where, where do you put uh, C.J. Stroud and prospects of other Ohio State quarterbacks? Is he he's, up there with, like, the Fields and uh, Haskins and stuff like that? Or, uh, yeah, where, I where he's is up there guy? with Fields. Um, I think Fields is much better prospect than Haskins was, um, in my opinion. But I think that Stroud's, he's very good and he can run an offense. Um, like, I think if... I think, honestly, the 49ers would like someone like Stroud more than they would like Trey Lance. Um, I know that, like, the the trend in the NFL is trying to get that athletic dude, but um, Stroud's very competent and accurate, and I think he can run an offense really well. Um, I think that, you know, if the Seahawks take him, I think it would be great because he can, he's like Geno, Geno Smith. He could do everything Geno Smith's doing, but, like, a little better. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, to me, um, I love quarterback play. I've I've loved Bryce Young for a while. You, you've known that. I've been yeah. a huge Bryce Young fan. Um, and so he's easily, in my opinion, the best quarterback coming into this draft, barring anything catastrophic happening. And I would, I would love it in this draft if I had one hundred two and Bryce Young fell to me at one hundred two because I think he should yeah. go one hundred one in my opinion. Um, so that's how I feel about him, but I have been wrong in the past, but I I just want to put it out there, but maybe this is a smoke screen. Who knows? But I just kind of want to get your input to kind of see, uh, what your thoughts. I like like both of them. Like both of those quarterbacks. I like, um, everybody after that, I'm very unsure about. (laughs) Yeah, no, Um, that's definitely, definitely fair. Um, the Titans, do you think Tannehill's back? They're, they, they've been trying to get rid of him for like a little bit now, huh? Yeah, but I think they saw Malik Willis and they might be like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they saw, oh, shit, the grass is not greener. <laughs> yeah, so I think like Tannehill probably is back just because they know that their alternative is terrible. Um, so I think Tannehill's back for another year. And I think after this year, upcoming year, I think he's gone. But I think this is this upcoming 2023, I think, is probably the last year of Tannehill. Um, so hold on hold on so with your comments are you saying that it the malik willis experience is already over um i wouldn't say it's over but i think that it's not likely that it's not what people thought he would be in the draft yes exactly like when he was being talked about as a high first round pick that was insane um Actually, seeing him play on an NFL field, he is terrible. Now it would be a miracle if he plays like rookie year Jalen Hurts. Yes, I think that he maybe he could play like rookie year Jalen Hurts in 2024. Um, but that's two years away. <laughs> so, And then um, even if he plays at that point, he's not going to skyrocket like Hurts has. No, I, I think it would be more of a slow grind. Um, maybe by year three or four. Oh, yeah, the um, Geno Smith route. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really see like I honestly I could see him being out of the NFL in five years before I could see him being a good quarterback in five years. Um Maybe he gets a position change. To what? Receiver? 
I guess he could. Yeah, he's I guess. Else. I mean. Yeah, quarterbacks usually go to receiver, don't they? Yeah, he's not going to, most likely not going to go to a running back, I wouldn't think, so. Tight end? Nah, he's not big enough. He's only a Yeah, he's not big enough. So yeah, it looks like a kid. Tannehill. I think it's Tannehill. Um, the last, wait, did we do all of them? We did all of them. Okay. Hold on. I wanted to throw one quick uh, to extend this already long podcast, but yeah. because this is kind of the quarterback episode, Darren, why don't we just look at some of the PDL teams in their quarterback rooms? Okay. And then kind of see the status of their rooms. Like, hey, do they have to have more talent? What's happening here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's do that. And do you want me to lead this? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Awesome. Let's start all the way at the bottom. We're looking at the Austrian Oaks. And hey, what perfect timing. Brock Purdy, Darren. We're talking about him a lot. Your favorite player, obviously. And I think the only other quarterbacks on this roster is Tyler Huntley, Drew Locke, Sam Ellinger, Davis Mills. And am I missing anyone? Nope, that's it. So uh, the start of this quarterback room there, tell me about it. Well, I mean, like the rest of the team, it's not great. But he Brock has... Purdy, though. Well, Week 13, ever since he started, 17 points, then 25 points against the Bucks, and now 20 points against <laughs> Seattle? He does have that first-round pick, though, so he could take Bryce Young if he wanted to. I don't think he's going to because he's kind of already locked into uh, um, Bijan, of what he's reporting, at least. But you never know. Um, maybe he comes down. He has down, to. He no, says, he, he's definitely getting Bijan. Yeah, I, I think he's going to, but maybe he trades back from the pick. Maybe he trades the pick with Welch and... Um, Welch trades up to get Bijan. Um, who knows? Um, but I think that he needs to improve that quarterback. So he has, hold on, he has four second round picks. Do you think he tries to consolidate any, or, and he has even more thirds on top of that? Yeah. One, two, three, four, four thirds. Yeah. So with all those seconds and thirds, do you think he does like a wild package to somehow move Probably. up into the first to get some kind of, maybe not uh, Bryce Young. Or even the like um, Ohio Levis. guy that I keep thinking. Yeah, maybe he gets Levis or something. I don't know. But do you see maybe that in the realm of possibility? Yeah, it's possible. I, I, I don't think he really likes the quarterbacks in this draft because he traded all of his picks away. Um, and you have to agree that the draft is the absolute cheapest to get a quarterback. Yeah. It, like in the all grand scope of things, let's say the 107 Levis is there, and let's say that Greg really likes him. At the end of the day, even if he trades every single second and third round pick he has, which is a, which is not what he's going to do. That's a mm-hmm. great overpay. But yeah. it, even if he did do that, what? He's just giving up a bunch of dart throws for a quarterback that could be the future and automatically trade up like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at the end yeah. of the day, just think of who those players could be, the second and thirds, and then ending up being like, shit, I really should have gotten Josh Allen that one time. I could have had him for all those picks. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. But That's so he definitely needs some quarterback, but the way he might address it could be different just because we don't anticipate him getting one in the draft. Yeah. So let's continue on to, ooh. What I, I, this is a hard team to talk about is the Vatican City Cardinals with Josh's team, oh, uh, which is obviously going to be under new ownership soon. But they're going to have oh, quite Stafford, the conundrum Rogers right now. And Ritter, yes. So, Say that again. Stafford, Rogers, and Ritter. So he potentially has Bailey Zappi. How dare you? Well, he forget about him. Um, <laughs> two two of the three quarterbacks he has on this roster right now might retire. Isn't it kind of poetic that this team is kind of where it started, back at the roots? 
Um, no quarterback? Right back down to... I mean, he's going to have Ritter, most likely, the guy that he wanted so badly. Um, but, yeah, he's he's going right back. But, like, when this started. team is finally going to be under new ownership, it's like the phoenix rising from the ashes, and it's so poetic that, once again, this team will kind of start with no quarterback. I know. It, luckily, at least they have one, but, like, the rest of the team is so much worse than when Josh first started. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> so this team is going to be like in really big, big players. trouble because I don't really see a good way of them addressing that because they don't really have the draft capital nor the players to be able to make some kind of crazy move to get like a franchise quarterback yeah they're kind of just gonna you know roll along at the bottom there for a few years i think Um, they just gotta hope that they can find like a brock purdy or they can find like one of these random quarterbacks that hit yep like 2025 i mean they there's still some like second round picks and stuff so like they could probably trade for some of these like lower end quarterbacks um like a like Jared Goff went for a second round pick, so you could probably trade it for a Jared Goff or something like that if you really yeah. wanted to with a new owner. Um, but probably they just you know kind of pull a Greg most likely. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree. All right, let's look at the Dallas Drip. Our good friend Welch, of course, we know his crown jewel, Jensen's old crown jewel, Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, and isn't it? funny that welch is the one reaping the rewards but he also has your nemesis darren Derek carr <laughs> who you say is going to lose his job literally every single day for the past five years and on top of that matt corral who is on injury reserve who i think the bag or we kind of know what he is now unfortunately just due to the rough start and the the rough state that the panthers are in because it looks like they're going to be in prime opportunity to get a quarterback uh, whether it's going to be a veteran or something else. And then Gardner Minshew. So all the latter quarterbacks I just mentioned outside of Derek Carr, essentially, has yeah. been nothing really worthy. So it's essentially just Lawrence and Carr, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I actually kind of like Matt Corral, but my comp for Matt Corral was a shitty Zach Wilson, and we've seen Zach Wilson, so <laughs> that is not good. Um, I think if you're a shitty Zach Wilson, you probably don't deserve to be in the NFL. Um but yeah, Trevor Lawrence is looking like the real deal. Um, he's really turned it on, and Dark Car is solid. Um, I remember story. Welch. Welch has three firsts. Yeah. And so th- there's a very good chance <laughs> he takes a swing. You think he takes a swing quarterback? Probably. Um, I think he, he is. I think he's a lock. Pick. I think yeah. he's a lock. He's going to take at least one. Like he has a second and third pick, so he's definitely taking at least one. Um, so that's where we probably see Bryce Young go or maybe CJ Stroud. Yeah, most likely. Um, I think that if Greg really does take Bijan, then Bryce Young or CJ Stroud is going to be one of those picks. And maybe wow, he... so damn, then we're having a completely different conversation because now it's Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, and maybe a Bryce Young. Or yeah, that's a good quarterback. That's room. I don't dude. Yeah. What's happening in Dallas? Then that's kind of getting yeah. scary. Yeah, that's a really good quarterback room. One of the best in the league, most likely. Yeah. Um, I guess we Darren, could talk about you are up to bat, you motherfucker. <laughs> and the reason I'm cursing at you is because I'm not going to name one of your quarterbacks because he's a complete piece of shit. Deshaun um, Watson. So you have a piece of shit, um, Tom Brady, who <laughs> we just kind of talked about already earlier. I, we both <laughs> yeah. don't think he's retiring, but he's yeah. definitely not going to be back on the Bucks. So he's kind of in flux. Yeah. Now I see why you're so def- like defensive of Matt Ryan. I see that you have Matt Ryan. I apologize for all the comments <laughs> I made earlier. <laughs> um, Jacoby Brissett, 
Baker Mayfield. Oh, my God. End my misery, man. I think all five of these guys could temporarily be starting quarterbacks next oh, year. Daring. I think it's like set. Walk I, away from the Kool-Aid. I'm not saying good. I'm not saying good quarterbacks. Just starting. Like, Jacoby Brissett played well enough this year that he's probably going to get a job somewhere. Where? Um, I don't know. Maybe the Saints? Like, the, the Panthers? Like, somewhere. Like, he's going to he's gonna get a job somewhere to be, like, a stopgap, I think. Um, Baker Mayfield, maybe he's on the Rams. Matt Ryan, maybe he's, like, Brett's probably salivating before. to trade for him. For Jacoby? Yeah. Yeah, I know he wants him back for sure. He definitely <laughs> does. Um, and then Tom Brady, obviously. If Tom Brady doesn't retire, he's going to be a starter somewhere. Um, so I, could, I could have as many as five starting quarterbacks or as oh, few dude, as one. Oh, dude, this is the grossest part of this podcast. <laughs> I could have as many gross. as five or as few as one. <laughs> like the only the only locked-in definite starter I have is Deshaun Watson. He's the only one. You're taking, you got to take a quarterback in this draft, Aaron. I'm sorry to give your card away. You have to. I don't know. I, I, you have to. I don't know. I, I mean. You don't I, know? I don't know. You have Tom I, Brady and a corpse of Matt Ryan <laughs> trying their best. And then Baker Mayfield will be like, oh, dude, I don't know this playbook. I, I guess I'll just wing it and see what happens. And then he gets lucky. And then you got. They just don't give him the playbook. Just never give it to him. <laughs> fucking Watson doesn't know how to play football anymore because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, my quarterback room is very bad. Um. Have the audacity to lie to me. So going on to a good quarterback room, yours, um, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going all out ones. of order right now. I, I had an order. Oh, I'm going out of order. I just wanted to go to yours because we went to mine. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. <laughs> but yours is going uh, to My quarterback room needs help. What does it need help with? Look at it right now, dude. Oh, because Lamar and Jimmy's hurt. Yeah, but right now it's a different story. Long term, you're fine. I have Jeff's third round pick. That's going to be a quarterback, right? Um, probably not. No, dude. There's going to be no one there. <laughs> probably not. Even no. the bad ones go in the second round. Like Malik Willis is a middle mean. second like, round pick. <laughs> and his third round pick isn't even that good because it's Jeff, and Jeff just made the playoffs. So yeah. I'm going to get like a random like tight end where Max is probably going to be like, damn it, that's who I wanted. I know. <laughs> you wanted to add him to the collection. <laughs> Did you just see he picked up um the Texans? Yeah, Aikens. He can't help himself. He just needs to add them all. Max, what do you know? What do you know? What all is right. he wait, seriously, what why? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. I have no clue. Who is he bidding against? Um shit i don't know i don't know why he even wants him but i mean maybe this is why he's the champ he knows something i have no fucking idea what max is doing he's in my head that's tight end intel i don't know <laughs> i swear to god he's just doing things to play games with me and the, the mental games are working max i'm off my game but yeah so yeah what are your thoughts on uh, my quarterback room i don't want to be biased i think it's one of the best ones in the league my personal opinion um you have two top seven quarterbacks in my opinion um and then jimmy garoppolo is a fine third one um so i think you got a good one much appreciated so let's jump over to the southern oregon smoke tilt city should kind of be the nickname for this uh team but it's josh allen uh arguably 
maybe not even arguable, but in my opinion, still the QB one in Dynasty. Yeah. Mac Jones, who I was just defending earlier on, of course, and he also, of course, is Trey Lance. And yeah. um, I think Mike, if he actually did listen to this podcast, would be pissed if I didn't say he also had Kyle Trask and Malik Willis. Um, I guess he probably would, but... I but he also has my first-round pick as well. Well, I guess that could potentially be a quarterback, maybe. Um, because the other two are kind of stinky. Isn't it crazy uh, that he went from the deepest quarterback room to now maybe needing help? Well, I mean, he used to have Davis Mills, and would that really have been that yeah, much better? Yeah, no, you're fair. Uh, like, I think that what he has now, I think, is still really good. But yeah, Josh um, Allen, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. That's I don't yeah, think he needs a quarterback. Really I don't think so either. Um, I would be. That's one of the better quarterbacks. They just unfortunately Lance got hurt. Yeah, he's got to roll with what he's got. I think. Um, but I think it's good. I think he's got a good quarterback room. All right, let's jump over to Wichita, my current opponent in the wild card. Jeff, if you're listening to this, you smell good. Sorry, I don't want to smack talk too much. You, you smell great, bud. Um, The Wichita whirlwind, they have Tua Tugavailoa, Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, who we actually talked about a lot randomly already on this podcast. And he has the Yow's first round pick. Um, which potentially after this weekend could be a good one, right? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think I have to see how things develop, but he has to be really happy with that Russell Wilson to a trade. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you think, do you think Brian's actually going to go for him? I think so. He's a Miami fan. His literally his logo it has is to include Jalen Hurts. Then, right? Like, there's uh, no other trade that could happen. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, what? Because, what? Because Brian has no draft capital. Like, he it has to yeah, include like, I, players. It has I to be some kind of package. Has, yeah, and I don't think Jeff has any incentive to trade him unless he gets hurt back, right? So. Yeah, I completely I agree. So let's jump over, continue the Philadelphia Yellow Hawks. Justin Herbert, of course. Zach Wilson, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, Marcus Mariota. Is that all of them? Oh, my God, fine. That's all of them. A lot of them are probably going to be cuttable candidates soon. But, Darren, your takeaways. Um, So it's Herbert and Pickett are the ones that really matter, and then maybe Wilson. Um, After that, they're just kind of guys uh mariota maybe he gets another shot somewhere uh trubisky same thing but like i doubt it so do you um, think they need some help in this uh qb room kind of yeah i think they kind of do um because you kind of want they got guess, so lucky with justin herbert oh yeah big time like Her- herbert you need i think because of, like the quarterbacks that you and max have and you guys are obviously what everyone's striving to achieve um you guys have really good quarterbacks like one and two spot so I think everyone needs to, if they really want to compete at the top there, they need to try and get really good quarterbacks at the one and two spot, mm-hmm. or at least somebody better than Kenny Pickett. So, Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think that's a big reason why I keep looking at my own quarterback room. And I keep thinking, man, if I had a first-round pick, even with all the holes that I have, because my team is so damn old, I might actually try to get another quarterback because that's how quarterback-driven I know this league is. Yeah. And just having that advantage would just be unbelievable but yeah um yeah i think philadelphia definitely needs some work here they definitely lucked out with justin herbert but he could only take him so far but let's jump over to the dubrovnik dragons kirk cousins jared goff unbelievable taylor 
Heineke, Sam Darnold. I believe those are all of his quarterbacks. Oh, Sam Howell, I guess I'll throw in as an honorable mention. But those are all of his quarterbacks. I guess the main ones of note, I guess the starters are the four Kirk Cousins, Goff, Heineke, and Darnold. Mm-hmm. But um, what are your takeaways here? So we gave him so much crap about not having a second quarterback, and now he has three. So um, I think the only one that's like very good is Kirk Cousins, but I think Jared Goff is probably going to have Hold a Hold on, we have to give years. Brett a huge shout-out. Getting Jared Goff for second and third-round pick, and now Jared Goff is the QB 12 overall this season. He's a QB 1. Yeah, and I, I before the season started, I said he's not going to move the needle at all, <laughs> but he definitely played a huge part in Brett's season, for sure. Exactly. So, Brett, you are playing chess. We are playing checkers. Keep it up, buddy. You're doing fantastic, and I'm sure it brings you great joy for Darren admitting, saying, damn, that move was pretty good. So let's yeah, jump over to worked. Denver Brews. Of course, we know this is where Patrick Mahomes plays, but mm-hmm. then it kind of gets a little bit shaky because he also has Danger Russ, Andy Dalton, Carson Wentz. So it doesn't look very pretty here, Darren. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, so he definitely has two starting quarterbacks. Um, after that, Andy Dalton and Carson Wentz, maybe they start somewhere else. So um, I think that he he's going to have a – I mean, let's assume that the score of your game stays how it is and Jeff loses. So he's going to have a top six pick. So he's definitely going to be in position to take a quarterback. Um, I think he should probably consider it. Um, because Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and maybe like Will Levis, if he's there, something um, looks a lot better than it does right now. Yeah, but having Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson, that's that's one of the best quarterback yeah, duos, right? Better than my situation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still one of the better ones in the league. So yeah. let's continue. Jump over to the Hollywood Hustle. Of course, they have the MVP. Definitely. Let's crown him already. Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, who's having a great season, Ryan Tannehill, Colt McCoy. So those are all. Oh, and Jordan Love. I'm sorry. I have to mention Jordan Love because he's definitely mentionable here. So yeah. this is um pretty decent, huh? Yeah. I mean, Geno Smith winning that job and being a starter really, really helped Brian this year. Because um, Jalen Hurts and Tannehill alone is not great. Um, but Jalen Hurts is you know, just kind of gives the the advantage, kind of like how Philadelphia Yellowhawks has Herbert. This has like the Jalen Hurts effect because you have Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That's such a big advantage. Exactly. So I, I think that like his quarterback room is pretty solid. Um, he might only have Geno Smith and Tannehill for like another year or so, but we know that Brian doesn't care about the future. He just wants to worry about now and then figure out the rest later. Um, so for him, Brian's probably – very happy with his quarterback room and i think but but once again here listen the rumors are he's going to try to get Tua Tagovailoa. so before we slowly wrap up and then jump over to murphy street empire and wrap the episode mm-hmm. uh what do you think brian's offer would be for tua just speculating well if he's gonna go as hard as he claimed maybe he just offers hurts for tua straight up because I can't imagine him being like, I'll give you, what, like Tannehill and uh, like James, James Connor. Connor for... Yeah, it can't be that. Tua? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, so it's got to be... Like, I could see, like, him being like, I'll give you Hurts and you give me Tua plus Kareem Hunt or something like that. Um, Give me a little bit back because Hurts is... But it would have to involve Hurts. 
Yeah, it would have it would have to. Like I, I don't think Jeff has any incentive to want Tannehill or Geno Smith or anything like that. Agreed, back. completely agreed. Um, for especially unless, what Tua could offer, unless Brian was to offer um, Geno Smith or Tannehill plus a guy like Debo Samuel or Mark, Mark Andrews, then maybe if he added that, then maybe Jeff is like, hmm. Eh. Think about it, because like if he if he adds, we we see gotta make him pay the homer premium. Yeah, we see the advantage that um, Brett has with Travis Kelsey. So if Jeff is like, maybe I can get Geno Smith plus a guy like Mark Andrews, maybe you know, yeah, no, definitely work it because it's got to be like a high. Like I said, he he's got to know he's working the homer premium because I know I'll never. You and I know we'll never get AJ Brown ever, right? Yeah, I, I've we, tried. Because <laughs> Steve knows we're Philly fans, and yeah, I've tried. it's over. Yeah, but um, I think that it's it's got to be something good. I think like the quarterbacks, the prices in the quarterback because of Josh, um, the quarterback prices got out of hand. But I think they're starting to more like level out. Um, but I think to get Tua, and he has unless he does offer Hurts, he has two guys that are still kind of seen as stopgap quarterbacks with Smith and Tannehill. So it's got to be that plus a high-value asset. Yeah, no, Jeff I definitely like, agree. Maybe. Definitely yeah. agree. So now let's jump over the Murphy Street Empire, the defending champs, and who I will crown now as the best quarterback. Mike used to have it. Now I'm going to give it to the defending champs and maybe the repeat champs. Mm-hmm. They have Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, and Kyler Murray. Yeah. I feel like that that trio is unbelievable. Yeah, he has, in my opinion... Oh, and Mike, he, wait, I'm sorry. In my opinion, he has three top 11 quarterbacks, so that is the best quarterback room in the league. By far. Um, so he's doing it well. Yeah. Max has the right recipe for success. We have no other opinions or advice for this guy because he's too good and we wouldn't want to give it to him. I don't to say there. He's just has a, he has a really good quarterback room. And I mean, I think in the beginning of the season, the first month of the season, Fields looked terrible, like absolutely terrible. And it was so bad to the point that I can remember on the pod saying a couple times, like he'd be better off just like not playing him and using like anybody else on his bench instead of him. Um, but he really, when they kind of took the training wheels off and let him run, um, he's still like not great of a passer in the NFL. Like he's not, which is kind which of is weird, weird because at great. Ohio State he was amazing. He was yeah, it's it's very strange that he's still like not like he only throws for like 200 yards a game. About that, um, so like he still to be fair, who's there. he really throwing to right now? Mooney isn't even true, out there. True, true. Yeah, so he's he doesn't have very good weapons, but he definitely needs to improve in that area because if he's only going to be like right now, he's basically a running back. Um, and if that's what he's going to be, like, you have to worry about injuries and, like, shortened career. And, like, um, like we were talking about with Cam Newton. Like, one oh injury. Oh, my God, that could... fall off. Unbelievable. That one yeah. injury, and he was never the same again. So he really has to improve his passing ability in the NFL. Because he was, he, I mean, he definitely has it because he was good in college. So he can do it. He just has to, he has to improve. Yeah, one last thing, and how appropriate is it that this is also the team he resides on? Speaking of injury and changing the scope of their playing trajectory, I don't anticipate this to be the same for Kyler Murray. We already talked about it a little bit in the show, but what are your thoughts when he comes back? Do you think uh, he's going to be right back to where he was, or do you think this is going to have any kind of impact in his career? Um, 
I think he'll be fine. Like once he He's shakes young, the rust you know? off and stuff, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I most guys normally do. Like they're most, especially. If I try to bait you, Dare. You're too good. Yeah, most guys are normally fine. I I don't like Colin Murray. I I think he's a douchebag, but yeah, I mean, you've always hated him. Yeah, I think that he will be fine. Like he'll be back to where he was before once he's fully healthy again. For sure. All right, Dare. That wraps up. I think one of our longest episodes. We were just oh, chit chatting about quarterbacks, and I also wanted to throw in, hey, let's talk about the PDO quarterbacks because that'll make it fun too. But it's only, I appreciate it's you uh, catching up with me, man. It's actually only an hour and 39 minutes. We've definitely had episodes longer than that. Oh, yeah, we definitely did. We'll go for a record next time. <laughs> yeah, we've got to go for, like, the marathon four-hour long <laughs> And episode. you know, you know there's actually going to be, like, four or five guys that actually listens to completion, Probably, too. yeah. If you listen to it on, like, two times speed, it's only two hours long if it's four hours. So maybe uh, maybe one day. it's that's a, That would be a long. Like, I could never listen to a podcast so that would be that long. <laughs> No I like way. how we say this as a rambling like, to make I had this to, podcast longer. I had to, um, you know, the Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut that was like four hours long. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you actually watch that? I had to stop watching it multiple times so that I Dude, could. Dude, I don't it. have the attention span for that. Are you kidding me? I, I It took me three, three days to watch that movie because <laughs> I watched it in like hour and a half or so increments. That I watched like an hour and a half, and then week. it hit you, and you're like, "Oh, so this is why all movies are like 90 Jesus minutes." Christ, like, like, it's like, like a marathon, dude. Because I would like pause it and see how much time was left, and it was still like three hours, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I can't watch any more of this today." So, yeah, this sounds it. weird, but I can't even play video games that long anymore. Me neither, it's, dude. I used to be able to play for like sun up like to sun down, but now if it's straight, a, like, just honestly, if it's after like 90 minutes, I'm like, "God damn, mm-hmm. I am tired." You could literally, like, just, like, sit there, not go to the bathroom, not move for, like, eight, nine, ten hours. And just Dude, I would there. go in, like, hibernation mode where, like, everything moves slower, but I'm just playing video games and that's it. Just literally, you're not even moving. You're, you're, your breathing slows down. You're... <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of sink into whatever you're only, sitting on and you just become a part of it. The only thing that's moving is your fingers and you can just, you can just hear, like... <laughs> With them, like, controller clicking. And then like the shit talking that ever like comes out every once in a while. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> I know it's it's a shame, but I, yeah. I mean. But honestly. all right, guys, we're gonna wrap. Sorry for rambling, but this is where all the fun things come out. But until next time, good luck everyone in the playoffs. Except Jeff, I'm sorry, Jeff. Yeah. No, no, no good luck to I'm, you. I'm sorry too, Jeff, because it did not start well for you. <laughs> hey, well, no, 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 it was good. I liked how it started. Well, not for Jeff. Well. I'll end it. I'll end it. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.